0: Yeah. Okay, um, today I want to read a lot of scriptures and I want you to be very, very, very attentive um, because as it has been said this morning, this is a season that we have entered into. And God wants to do a lot um, through the body of Christ. And we are part of the body of Christ, the universal body of Christ. And for us to be use of the Lord, one, we have to be available. Amen. We have to be available. Secondly, we have to be right. Amen? We must be the right vessels. Yeah? God cannot use us if we are not the right vessels. He again cannot use us if we are not available. So one of the things that we need to do is to make sure that we are available whenever he needs us. And he needs us all the time which means not just on Sunday or Tuesday or Friday when you are praying, 24-7, God needs you. Amen? Therefore, you must avail yourself. Um, the other one I said is that we must be right. We must be the right uh, tools or phasers that you want to use. So the phasers must be clean. So that whenever he calls, when he picks on you, you know, you are available and you are ready to be used. You know? You, you welcome people in your house, isn't it? Why do you keep your utensils clean? Yeah? Whenever you use them, you clean them, isn't it? You clean them because you... Need them next time, isn't it? You don't say. I'm going to keep them dirty until when I need them. That's the time I'll clean them. My wife is here, Florence. I normally tell her. She seems to have um, what do you call it? She's addicted to cleaning vessels. You know, because she cannot sit when there is a an unclean vessel. So she will wake up and go and clean it. Sometimes she will even come and take your food before you finish, <laughs> thinking that, you know, yeah? Thinking that the plate is empty and she want to clean it. And it's now, you hey, 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 well, there's one more spoon. <laughs> mm. Now, now I'm saying this for you to understand how important it is for a pheso to be clean. Okay. And I know why, she, why does she do it? Because she doesn't want to see these utensils are so, so precious to her, isn't it? They are the vessels that she uses. And therefore, when they are dirty, they are not usable, isn't it? So she wants to make sure that all the time her utensils are usable. Why? Because any time a visitor can come in and want a cup of tea, that's not, that's not the time to go to the sink to clean them, isn't it? Now, we are like that. The Bible says we are pharisees, isn't it? Yeah? So we must always be ready all the time. Amen? So you must make sure that you are, fe- you are a vessel that is clean, a vessel that is pure before the Lord. Amen? And for us to be effective in the work that God has called us to be witnesses here on earth, you know. Praise God. Last Sunday, I reminded you, we are made in the image and likeness of God, isn't it? That's, that's my, 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 my fast that, you know, I keep re- reminding you. Why? Because God has a lot of interest in you. Do you know of all the things that God ever created, you are the most superior, amen, as far as God is concerned, because you are the only one made in the image and in the likeness of God. Angels are not made in the image and likeness of God. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Amen? And although we fell and we lost, you know, our position, Jesus has come back to restore us. So we are being restored. We are being sanctified. We are being set apart. It is that process that we are in. Amen? Amen? So even if we say this is the ear of the Lord's favor, what kind of favor are we going? God is in the process of setting us apart. Amen? Sanctification, purifying us. Amen? Because we were made for that purpose. Hallelujah. Therefore, that's why I, I like it when, when the revelations start coming. And, and a lot of these things will start coming. Amen? Amen? Because when you set yourself to receive from the Lord, then he comes through and he starts speaking to you. Even you as an individual. God will start speaking to you, revealing to you your personal weaknesses. Amen? When he does that, he's not doing it because he doesn't like you. He's doing that so that you can rectify and I've always said, anyone that God shows anything, whether it is sin, is a rebuke that shows that really you are a child of God. Because God does not waste time with those that are not his children. But he, he will speak to his children. He will rebuke his children. Amen? Yeah. This is how, what, what God does to those that he loves. He will sometimes use a whip to to sharper you. Amen? He's doing it because he loves you. If he doesn't love you, you will never hear him speak to you. Do you know there are some people who who will do anything? Their conscience is totally seared. They will sin and they will continue sinning and they do not feel like that's anything wrong. Because God no longer speaks or reveal anything to them they have become instrument and fersos of the devil yeah they do things not even knowing what they are doing they will kill and they feel like they have not nothing nothing has nothing. it's like killing a human being to them is like killing a chicken or a cockroach whatever there are people who are like that and you wonder how can somebody murder and then walk go home and eat and drink and like things have nothing. This is because they have become, they have, the image of God has been removed in them. And the devil has taken over. Yeah? But for you and me, we are set apart. We are sanctified. That is why in you, you know, you feel even if you do something small, you feel condemned. Those of you that drive in the city, sometimes, and this happens to me. I'm a human being, isn't it? I'm not in heaven yet. So I'm normal. And as I'm driving, there are times that, and especially the Matatu guys, he just come and cut you. And all of a sudden, you see, him there and you are breaking. Sometimes, some words come out of our mouth. Am I the only one? At least those who are laughing, they know what they do. They also. Now, do you know immediately those words come out of my mouth? And I either utter them or imagine them immediately I hear a warning. Wow, do you have to do that? Did you have to say that? Now, who is that speaking to me? The Holy Spirit. He's not happy. And I find myself, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. The only unfortunate thing, the guy has gone. I cannot go to them. Anyway, he tells him, you know, I, you know I cursed you. No. Anyway, he doesn't care. He would even cast you if you t- dare tell him that himself. Anyway, what am I trying to tell us? We are fizzles. Amen? We cannot afford not to be clean. And the Lord is looking for those fizzles to use. You want to be blessed? You want to walk in favor? You have to stay right. I have to stay right. I have to walk right. I have to behave right. Amen? And I'm saying this because you know, At the beginning of the year, we get excited over, you know, revelations and promises. And God is so gracious. What he promises, he means it. Yeah? But do you know, do you realize that we don't get those promises? Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't get them. And I can attest and tell you, most of the time is when we do not get the promises. And you know what we say? That prophet is not of God. He prophesied over my life that my business this year, you know, is going to expand. He prophesied over my life, yeah, that that sickness will go. He prophesied over my life that there will be opportunities and doors opening for me. And then come to the end of the year, nothing has happened. Let me tell you, the prophet was not wrong most of the time, yeah, But you did not work on this prophecy. You did not prepare yourself to receive. Amen? You did not purify the vessel so that when the heaven opens, and most of the time we say there is an open heaven, and I can tell you even now as I speak to us today, there is an open heaven over us. Heaven is open. And heaven is ready to release the blessings. And the gifts are ready. But the recipients are not ready. The vessels are not yet clean. It is your responsibility, it is my responsibility to clean the vessel. Amen? Are you, are you getting me? And therefore, today. As I read through these scriptures, amen, and there are going to be quite a number of them. They'll be pointing on one thing. And this is sexual sin or sexual immorality. Pastor, where are you talking about this? You talked about it last year. Yes. Because this is one of the revelations that the, one of the things that God is revealing is that the body is defiled. And when you want to ask, what is defiling the body? It is sexual sin. There are some of us here that are involved in this sin. And it is a sin that has held many captive. But I've got good news for you. Amen? The good news is that you can be set free. There are some people here involved in pornography. And they are brethren. Yes, they are brethren. Pastor, what do you mean? Yes, they are. You know why? Because they are human beings. They live in this body. This body, as I said, is set for sanctification and purification. But your cooperation is very important. If you do not cooperate with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, yeah, he's not going to force you. He cannot take you out of it by force you have to deliberately decide that this is not right. I am addicted to this. I need help. And if you, where you need help, you ask for it. And time has come for us now to call a spade a what? Because if we do not do it, then we will be a body that is not clean. And you know what? Even one of us, because you're part of us, if you're not clean, and if you want to know that, I said I'm going to read some scriptures. You, Let's go to, to Joshua, number seven. Joshua chapter seven. Joshua 7, are you there? Yeah, from first one, yes. But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Kemi, son of Sabdi, son of Selah, or of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. You know that? Not that? The anger of the Lord did what? Burned against the people of Israel. But it is one person who has taken devoted things. Things that were devoted for destruction or devoted for the Lord. He did not destroy as the Lord had commanded. All he took them, yet he was not supposed to take them. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near beth east of Bethel, and said to them, go up and spy out the Lord. And the men went up and spied out Ai, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of their men and chased them before the gate as far as Sheblami and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Now, look at this. This is one person who has disobeyed God. This is one person called Achan who has actually taken what he should not have taken. God is not happy. But the sin is not on Achan alone. It affects even the camp of Israel, the body. Yeah? And this is now what happened. When Joshua sent 3,000 men, and the spa people who had been sent there, they said, Oh, no, no, Joshua, they, those, that city is so small and they are so few, don't take the entire army to them. Yeah? And remember, they had just destroyed Jericho, which was a very strong city and had a strong king. But now this is a very small city. S- Town called AI. Even the name tells you it is small. Only two words, two, two yeah, two letters, yeah. But three thousand men had been sent with a lot of confidence. They have just dealt with Jericho, but now they come to AI, and they are beaten thoroughly, and they run, and that is six of them are killed. Why? Because of one man called Achan. You'll see that. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth, because he couldn't believe this, on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their hands. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God. Why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amalekites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? O oh Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the Lord will hear of it and will surround us. And cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? Now he's asking, the Lord, what will you do for your great name? We have been known as a church that honors and fears God. Now look, we are in trouble. What will the world say about the body of Christ? And as I have said several here, the church in this country and in the world is no longer respected by the world why because there are a lot of accusations against the church today the leadership from the bishops top bishops all the way to the congregations there are a lot of accusations going on there are a lot of evil practices within the body of christ now if that is happening then the light of life is no longer with us so what is there is darkness And when darkness is there, even your weakest enemy will defeat you. Are you getting the point? Even when you have so much confidence that this I know how to do it. When you are a child of God who is not walking in the light, you will be so shocked that your weakest enemy will defeat you. Why? Because there is an accusation in you. This is what happened. And Joshua, the whole day, you know, together with the elders, they are on their knees. They are put dust on their whatever. They are crying because they cannot understand what is this. Why has God set us like this? Because they think he's a setup. Because he had no revelation. He had no understanding. He had not known that there is sin in the camp. Because when Achan took the things, he did not tell anybody. Probably his family but he hid these things. And therefore, there is sin in the camp and it's affecting everyone. Now, I'm telling you this so that you may understand how important that one of us is. We are a body. And the Bible says we are the body of Christ. You are the eye, I may be the feet or the hand. Now, if the hand is rotten, is rotting, the eye even if the eye is clean, that body is rotting, isn't it? And it's just within time. Unless that hand is cut off, it will affect the entire body. And the clean eye will stop seeing because it will also start rotting. And this is what is happening to the body of Christ. That's why we have no respect. We cannot speak to the king. The politicians will ridicule us. Because they don't see righteousness in us, they know us right and left, right, right to left. The same corners where they go, we go. I think I've ever told you this. One of my friends, one time, he was working with Kenya Breweries. Before he got born again, and he got born again while he was there, very senior position. He continued to work. But after five years, he felt, no, his conscience is not clean anymore. He's preaching the gospel, and he's the one in charge of, you know, marketing. Yeah, that was, he was a director. That was, he was in charge of marketing. So he's the one who looks at the numbers and says, we are not doing well. We need to increase, you know, people need to drink more alcohol. And when he comes for prayer meeting, we are praying against alcohol because we, our children are in it. You know, and we want them delivered. So, at least a point where he said, no, 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 no. This, and the spirit of the Lord convicted him, and he resigned. When he took his letter to his boss, his boss rejected the resignation. Yeah? And said, no way. Not you. Yeah? You know the type that we can release, allow just to go. You mean so much to this company. Look at the numbers. Ever since you took over, they've been going up. Yeah? So this is the, and he said, this is the reason why I want to resign. <laughs> yeah? And he told him, now look, this is who I am and you know it. My conscience does not allow me. He's supposed to say no. This is beyond me. It has to go to the board. So, an appointment was made with the chairman. And he went to the chairman. And the chairman said, you tell me, young man, why are you resigning? Tell me, where are you going? What is it that you want? We can give you whatever you want. Yeah? He said, no. I'm resigning because I am born again and my spirit is no longer at peace with what I'm doing. Yeah, I have to go. The chairman looked at him. I said, young man, I pity you. This was his words. I won't tell you the name, but it's one of my friends. He told me, I pity you because if only you would know you are leaders, the so-called bishops. Where we meet, what we do. Of course, the chairman was not born again. So, he's now telling him, you're making a long decision. Why are you so pious about these things? Yeah? Your leaders are not as pious as you, you think. They participate in all sort of things that we also participate in. And he said, I hear you, but this is me. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this. To see how rotten the body is. And if it is this rotten, no wonder we are not making a progress. And I can tell you, when the church is rotten, the families are rotten. And when the families are all rotten, the nation is equally rotten. Why are our children in drugs? Why are they in alcohol? Why are they in sexual immorality? Because the leadership, and when I say the leadership, I'm not talking about the politicians, I'm talking about the church, because we are the leaders. It's not clean. So how then do we expect the nation to be clean? How then do we expect to have peaceful elections? When there is sin in the camp, when Achan has taken the devoted things, when there is an accusation in the body of Christ. Brethren, it's time. It is time for us to decide. Amen? And I can tell you, we would rather have a church that has 10 people than a church that has 10,000 people who will never make it to heaven. I would rather that I have 10 people and me being among them, also praying and asking the Lord to help me. Because I'm also human. Because This country is over 80% Christian, isn't it? But can we be, can we, do we see that in in our lives? When we walk in the streets, do we see Christianity? When we go to Parliament, do we see it when we go? Because if we are 80%, it means even in Parliament there should be 80%. Of followers of Jesus Christ. Even in the office of the president, there should be 80% of the followers of Jesus Christ. Serious followers. Not by name. Amen? When we got the business communities, we should have 80% of the business community. There should be no corruption, no stealing. Because if if 80% are serious in the government, they'll be able to deal with the 20%. This is a problem. There is sin in the camp. Let's hear the response of the Lord. I said I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. It look like <sighs> but we'll try to get there. The Lord said to Joshua verse 10, get up. Why have you fallen on your face? You know, God is like mocking him. What are you doing on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant. That I commanded them. What's the covenant that God commanded? If you read chapter 6, before they went to Jericho, they were given instructions. What to do with the city of Jericho. The city of Jericho was to be destroyed. And I would like you to read the scriptures. Please go and read chapter 6. And then read chapter 7. Because this is important. Be like the Berean Christians. Keep noting what we are talking about because it's you who need to be helped. Amen? They've been told, destroy the city. Except Rahab and her household. Those of you that study the Bible, you know that Ahab was not a righteous woman. She was a herod. A But when the spies, the Israel men went to spy on the city, and they were discovered, she is the one who hid them. Yeah? And she was a clever woman. She said, look, I know that your God will surely take this city. But please do a good gesture to me. I have helped you. Please spare my life and that of my family. And they made a promise. We shall, as long as they shall be in this house. And ensure you put a red ribbon over it so that we can be able to mark it. The rest of the things God said destroy every human being, their animals, and everything in that city need to be destroyed. And he said, it shall never be rebuilt. Now, God, when God says something, you better take note because the problem with us is that we presume that God was not serious when he is giving instruction. The problem is presumptuous sins. We assume that God will not destroy. God knows my weakness. I know it is wrong, but God will understand. Is that not what we say? Now, I want to tell you something. Yes, God is merciful and kite. But unless a sin is repented, and stopped. It has consequences. It will be judged. And it will bring destruction. So they are told not to take anything. Destroy. But what does this guy do? Yeah, let's, let's read through. Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant. That I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied. And put them among their own belongings. You must see, God is not saying that Akan has. Are you noting that? He is saying who? Israel has. He is not saying, Bishop so-and-so has sinned. He is saying, the church in Kenya has sinned. He is not saying, Pastor so-and-so is corrupt. He is saying the church in Kenya is corrupt. So before, we call the politicians Corrupt. Is there corruption in us? Brethren, God is speaking to us. And He says, he says this is, It is Isa, it's not the individual. So when you sin, you affect us. And God is saying, It is the Liver Church Gongro that is practicing immorality. Yet, it's, only you, it's you who is doing it. But because you are part of us, we embrace you as a brother. We embrace you as a sister. That's how we know you. We don't discriminate against you. We love you because we believe that the love of Christ is in you. And you have told us that you are a child of God. We have received you as that. Now, when you become part of us and you sin, then when the Lord is saying, he's not saying so and so has sinned. He's saying the church has sinned. And the church will suffer the consequences because of one person. But what is is this? I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for Destruction. Do you see what I have done now? Because of this sin, now those that were destroying, they are the one now who are devoted for what? For destruction. No wonder when they go before their enemies, they are rooted. You know, they are, they are, they, they are beaten and they run. They turn their backs. Brethren, we have to recover. Amen? We have to recover. And we have to recover all. What I mean. All of us have to become pure and clean before the Lord. We cannot turn our back on the devil because he's going to shoot on us. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that is his assignment. So when we go to his camp, when we take what is not supposed to be taken and we bring it in our midst, then he raises an accusation. And when we try to fight him, he loves. Why? Because we have no cover. It is our righteousness that gives us cover. It is your purity that gives you cover. No wonder you are not married because you continue to practice sexual immorality. Why would God then trust you with a wife when you cannot be faithful? Yeah. Why? He will not. You will continue struggling because you are involved in this sin. You are involved in fornication. You are not pure before him. Yet, you are his child. That's why you will suffer the consequences. And then he says, "Yeah, I will be with you no more. Brethren, this statement we pray that it will not happen to the church in Gong Road, to the church in Kenya, to me as an individual. Let God not say, I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. So this is it. And that's why I said, good news is, God is so merciful. and think that he's giving them a second chance to destroy the devoted things or the stolen things, their cast things, those things that they are not supposed to have, remove them. God is saying, if today we purpose that those accusations against us, those habits that we've been involved in, that this is the last day, it is going to be mentioned in my life, in your life, brethren, God will not turn his back. He will be with us all the time. And if there is anything that you, I and I need, you and I need, is God to be with us. We are in a season that is only those who are with God, who are in God, that they will survive. Because the world has reached a level where they want to destroy everything. You know? They want to kill each other. They don't care anymore. They will introduce anything and they don't care. Why? Because the devil has taken over their lives. But those that are in God, they can survive even in hard times. Because he is the light and the light of life. But you cannot allow darkness to continue to stay in your lives. Well, you can lead through what happened. Of course, they repented. Uh, Achan was picked um, he didn't repent voluntarily until he was picked and of course uh, he was destroyed you can read that for yourself but you've gotten a message uh, very quickly I said I'll read a lot of, of whatever now, now these ones I may not explain let's go to Leviticus Leviticus chapter 18 Right, and God spoke, okay? And, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord. This was now a command that God was giving or instructing people how to live. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt to us today would refer to the Unbelievers, isn't it? Where we came from. Okay? Where you lived and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan to us today would mean where we are as the body of Christ. We've been redeemed from Egypt. We are now in Canaan. We have come to the Lord. We are being told we should not do what the Egyptians used to do where we lived. Okay? We've been delivered from there. To which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statues. You shall follow my rules and keep my statues and walk in them. I am the Lord, your God. You shall therefore keep my statues and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. None of you shall approach anyone of any one of close relatives to uncover nakedness. Let's 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 lead NLT. Give me NLT. New Living Translation. Yes. Do not violate. Okay. Let's. This is this is easier language to understand. When you talk of uncovering nakedness, you know. People, some people may, some young people here may not understand what that is. But this is what it is. You must never have sexual relations with a close relative for I am the Lord. Let's continue. But keep, keep, keep listening. Do not violate your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she is your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born into your household or someone else. Okay? Do not have sexual relations with your grad. Daughter, whether she is your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for this would violate yourself, okay? Do not have sexual relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Continue. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister, for she is your mother's close relative. Continue. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sexual relations with his wife, for she is your auntie. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations with her. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife, for this would violate your brother. Continue. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. And do not take her granddaughter, whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, and have sexual relations with her. They are close relatives, and this would violate, would be a wicked act. Let's continue. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have sexual relations with her. There are some tribes that do that, marry their, you know, sisters. Well, if they are not born again, I don't know what, whether these apply to them. For they would be rivals. That's obvious. Do not have sexual relations with a woman during her period of menstrual impurity. Yeah? Do not defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's Wife, Do not permit any of your children to be offered a sacrifice to Marek, for you must not bring shame on the name of your God. I am the Lord. Okay, let's continue. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is detestable. Now, let's hold on there. This is a sin that is now being glorified in the entire world. That governments are using taxpayers' money to registrate laws, yeah, to allow this to be accepted as norm in the society. I want to make this announcement, and I believe I am doing this in the Lord Whatever has been registered against what God has already spoken against, registration, whether in the UN or in our parliaments, will not sanctify it. It remains detestable before the eyes of the Lord. And it is a sin that you bring destruction to the nations and the people that are involved in it. That's the word of God. So you cannot argue and say, this is it. And they try to, to curl it with many things and whatever, saying, no, this is, this is inborn, it is whatever. Nothing like it. Whether it is inborn or whatever, it is sin. And God, who is the creator of heaven and earth, and who made us, I said, it should not be mentioned. Of course, that doesn't mean that it is a lesser sin than those other sins that have been mentioned there. It is sexual immorality, and it will be punished together with others. Let's continue. Do not practice homo... Okay. A man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal. And a woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it. This is pervasive act. Let's stop it there. Why did God devote... So much because this is God who was speaking to Moses and telling him, Tell them this. This is not Moses, it is God who spoke to Moses and tell the children of Israel this. Why? Because the children of Israel are chosen. Let's continue and see what happens. Do not defile yourself in any of these ways. For the people I am driving out before you have defiled themselves in all these ways. Please note. The people I am de- driving away from you, or rather the, the inhabitants of Canaan, that God is going to destroy so that the Israelites can occupy the same They have already defiled themselves in all those ways. Whatever we have read there, they are involved in all that. And the reason why God is driving them, it is because of all that. Now he's warning. This is what I have done to this one so that you can occupy. Be careful so that you do not follow the same practices. Because that then will lead to destructions later. It's a warning, brethren. That God was putting. I and mean, this is a warning to the church today. And I'm glad I am live. Anybody can Google. This is, I am speaking to us. I'm speaking to myself. I am speaking to the entire church. And I'm not condemning anybody. I said, God's mercy I still new every morning. And God's intention when he raises a message like this is because he wants to heal us. Amen? And anyone who says, God, enough is enough. I am addicted to this. I need help. I can assure you, heaven is open and there's going to be deliverance today. Amina? Okay. Do not defile yourself any of these ways. Okay, let's go. Next verse. Because the entire land has become defiled, I I am punishing the people who live there. I will cause the land to vomit them. Can you see? Because the Lord is defiled. And who has defiled the Lord? The people. So what will the Lord do? The Lord will reject the people. It will formate the people. if you Now, this is serious. We've been praying. We want the Lord to be blessed. How can the Lord be blessed if the Lord has been defiled? Yeah? How can the nation be blessed if it has been defiled? And we are practicing these immoralities. And we are allowing it. We are not condemning it. We need to condemn it. Amen? Ah, Hiya. Let's continue. You must obey all my decrees. And what? Regulation. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among us. Whoever has come to be part of the body of Christ... Whether you are a kikuyu, like, a luo, a hukimu, wherever, you are part of the body of Christ. This applies to young people. This applies to old people. This applies to all of us. We must obey God's decrees. Amen? Amen? Um, okay. I said uh, uh, we may not be able to finish the scriptures that I wanted us to read, but let's quickly go to uh, 2nd Corinthians 12 21. And as we go there, prepare for Ephesians uh, 5 verse 3 Corinthians 5 3 four, 5 to 8. Quickly, okay, are we there? Yes, I am afraid. That This is, this is uh, Paul. I am afraid that when I come again, God will harbor me in your presence. And I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. Are you seeing that? That many of you have not given up your what? Old sins. And look at it. He is talking not to non-believers. He is talking to believers. Yeah. He is not talking... The Corinthians who are believers, he's talking to the church in Corinth. He said that many of you have not for have not given up your old sins, your old habits, you have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pressure. That's the word of God. That's Paul saying, This is the church. In Colin. Ephesians 5, 3 says what? Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. It's not me who is saying that. It is the word of God. That such sins have no place among God's people. Are there sins that are placed among God's people? No. But why would God highlight this particular sin? We'll see it in Corinthians 6. All right. Let's let's see. Colossians 3.5 says what? Colossians 3.5. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lacking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Do not be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. These are the word of God. The scriptures, isn't it? I'm not quoting my own things. Now, let's go to First Thessalonians, chapter 4. First Thessalonians, chapter 4. We can read. Uh, let's read from four to, so that we can save time. You can read it yourself later, but let's read from verse three. God's will for you to be holy. To stay away from sexual sins. What's God's will for you? Many of us have been asking us, "What's God's will for me?" That's a little there. It says, "God's will for you is to be holy. God's will for you is to be set apart." Remember I told you? God's will for the church, the church is set apart. It is going through purification, being sanctified. God's will for the church is to be holy. Therefore, stay away from sexual sin. Because sexual sin defiles, contaminates the body. Yeah? Okay. Let's continue. Up to verse 8. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Let's continue. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Be careful. We are not pagans. You are a believer. You are a child of God. And you know it. God loves you. And you know he loves you. Why are you behaving like the people of the world? Why are you going back to the same things that they do all you used to do now that you have come to Christ? Yeah? Not in lustful, never harm or shit a Christian brother in this matter. I want you to notice that. Yeah? Other fashion says, do not take advantage of a brother or a sister over this matter. In other words, and this is what I want to emphasize here. Because of your sensual desires, when you get into this sin, what do you do? You look for a partner, isn't it? Yeah? You start looking for someone. When this sin develops in you, and for you to, to fulfill that appetite, you look for somebody. Whether it's a young boy, if you're practicing homosexuality, you try to take advantage of a child that is innocent. Is that not what we have had? We have seen even in the papers. You know, some some police being accused of molesting young boys. What did they do? They took advantage of the innocent. How many of people take advantage of even innocent girls? They are allowed with little things, they are in need. There are college students who are are in need, you know, and these sugar daddies or whoever, they go with money. The Bible is telling you, do not take advantage of this. This is how serious it is. Don't take advantage of that weak sister or that weak brother because it's not only sisters that are taking advantage of. There are ladies who are taking advantage of, you know, innocent young men. Women, stop it. Stop it. It's wickedness. You've seen in the papers, even teachers taking their own students to, to hotels. Am oh, I the only one who reads these things? You guys, you're so horrid, you don't read news, newspapers. Last month, there was a case, I think, yeah. December, there were several cases. In fact, not, not even one. They are taking advantage of the innocent. There was one boy who said, he, she is even the teacher who is a, a male teacher. He's the one who undressed this boy. The boy did not even understand what's going on. Can you see how shameful it is? Someone has been trusted with a child to take care of. They are taking advantage. This is how serious this sin can be when you allow it. It says, never harm or shit a Christian brother in this matter by violating his wife. Don't take advantage of even your brother's wife. Yeah? Please, brethren. This is not right. For the Lord of Ages. Yeah? Other fashion says, for this will not go unpunished. Anyone who takes advantage of a child, how would you feel if your young boy, you know, is taken advantage of by a female teacher? What do you, would you feel if your young girl that you have trusted, you've taken her to that school, the male teachers are taking advantage of? This is immorality. And why is it happening? Outer is there because it is also happening within the church. So, if we want to stop it, we must stop it in the church. Leadership, pastors, bishops, let's address this issue. Let's not stop saying the society is rotten. We are the light of the world. That's what the Bible says. How can the society be rotten when the light is still here? We are still on earth, the church is still here. Why then would the, 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 the society be rotten? Something is wrong with us. It doesn't matter how thick the darkness is. Yeah? We've already said it doesn't matter how thick darkness. You put on the light and darkness does what? It doesn't matter the size of the church today. We may be the least, but if we have the light, and if we truly become that light, I can tell you, there can, the world cannot be rotten when we are still here. Our effect will be felt. Our schools will be transformed. Our colleges will be transformed. The other day I drove. In the Sometimes I do it once in a while. It's driving all alone. I do it. This lady sometimes, she, I just wake up and leave her. She doesn't know where I've gone. I'm driving around and I'm, I'm just praying. Do you know what has shocked me? Our city has become a city of bars. Those are the in things now. The nice streets that I used to see, the nice buildings, they have been converted into dens of alcohol and brothels. We must say no. This is not how it used to be. Believe me. When the church prays, there are some places where the church was so effective that all the bars closed. Praise God. You know, I remember a story. I read it. I think it was in the U.S., there was this club, like tavern. Is it what is it called? Jiweke huh? Tavern. That is just next to us. And then there was a church that was next there. And the people in the church decided, no, enough is enough. We cannot continue to see this wickedness here. So they prayed. And the next day there was fire. The whole building was raised down. I some of you have read that story, and then the owner of the bar went to the court and accused the church of indirectly burning down his whatever, and the church defended itself verily, and they said, "No, we're not responsible." And it's said when the judge was reading his ruling, he said he's amazed that here is a bar owner who is not a believer who believes in miracles that the church prayed and a miracle happened and is because that's what happened he's not accusing that anyone went there and burned the church it was not it was not about us it was about their prayers the effect of their prayers and here is a church that does not believe in miracles and they are the ones who prayed praise god how i pray That we shall pray, bring down wicked places, so that we can set our children free. And when we are taken to court, we will not deny it. We will say we prayed and we asked God to intervene. So that if we are to be judged, let us be judged for the right thing. Amen? Brethren, we need to arise. We need to arise. There's a lot that we can read. I have so much in this, whatever. Have we gone to to verse 8? Let's go to verse 7 and 8, and we close. Therefore, anyone who. Come on. Okay. God has called us to live what? Holy lives, not impure lives. That's what we are called to do. God's will for you is to be sanctified, it is to be set apart. Stop asking what's God's will for you. I've told you today. God's will for you is to be set apart for him. To be a vessel of honor. To be holy for him. If you fulfill that, don't ask anything else. Leave the rest to him. He will drive you where he wants to drive you. He will give you what he wants to drive you. For he must sustain that holiness. And he sustains it with purity. Amen? Verse 8. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules, okay, reason, is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. I would like to read that again. And I would like you to be very, very attentive. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is doing what? Is not disobeying human teaching. So if today you choose to continue living that kind of life of wickedness, involving yourself in sexual immorality, it is not my message that you are rejecting. You are rejecting God. Amen? Who gives the Holy Spirit to you. I'm speaking to you, a believer, not an unbeliever. Paul is speaking to the church. And in this Corinthians, if you read through Corinthians, uh, you'll be shocked. You know, he's, he's even clarifying it. He is, I'm not addressing the non-believers. I am not telling you not to mix with them. Because there's a part where he says, do not even mix with them. I don't have time. You can go and read. 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 13 to 20. Let's read 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 13. Let's read that way, then We then we will close with that. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will, des- will do away with both of them. But you can't say that your bodies were made for sexual immorality. You getting that? You cannot say, you cannot assume that because you have those desires, you must satisfy, satisfy them. Your body was not made for that. That's what Paul is telling them. Yeah? We are made for sexual morality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about your bodies. In other words, God cares about your bodies. And your body was made for? For the Lord. Amen? Let's continue. And God will raise, raise, raise us from the dead by his power just as he raised our Lord Jesus from dead. Okay. And God will raise... Okay, let's continue to the other first. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Don't you realize... That your bodies are what part of Christ. Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. Yeah. Second, the other one. And don't you realize that if a man joined himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her, for the Scripture says there two are united into one. So when you sin, when you take someone who is not your wife, whether she's a prostitute, whatever it is, you are defiling yourself, or you become part of that person. 16? No, 17? But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Should not that be our prayer, that we be joined to the Lord? The Holy Spirit is in us. Why should we allow other things to reign in us? Can we stand on your feet? As I said, there is grace. There is forgiveness. When the woman who was caught in the act was taken to Jesus, she was condemned by the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Yeah? Yeah? But Jesus did not condemn her. If anything, the Bible says he stooped, he started writing, and as he wrote, he said, If anyone among you has not seen, let him be the first one to throw a stone to that person. Yeah? And by the time he woke up, there was nobody except the lady that has been accused today between you there are no other people but jesus and you are there consider the words of jesus he told her where are you accusers she said, I can't see them. They are not here. He said, neither do I condemn you. Those were the words of Jesus. He said, neither do I condemn you. And this is the word that I want to leave with you today. You is involved in all that, in many of the things that we've spoken about today, you may be here, you may be listening wherever you are. Jesus would say to you, I do not condemn you. But the words, the last words he left with her were what? Go and sin no more. Those are the words that I would like to leave with you. Go and sin no more. There is an open heaven. There is forgiveness. Anyone who turns to the Lord today, it doesn't matter what you've been involved in. Pornography, sexual immorality, homosexuality, lesbian you know, God is ready to forgive and to heal you today so that it will not be an addiction anymore. This is a spirit and that spirit is already condemned. Amen? And all that you need to do is to tap in, in the grace that is there today so that this house will not be accused of it. Amen? So can I give you a minute? You don't need a lot of time. You just need to ask the Lord, Jesus, it is me. Forgive me. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Even those playing. This is not the time. don't play in any 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 piano. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. It's only the Lord who can see you. Not even me. I don't even want to see you. But if you have heard my voice today, I have said there is grace in this house. There is grace to heal. Even those that have risen to me, wherever you are, if you are healing my voice, there is grace to heal you. There is grace to deliver you. The Lord Jesus wants to do it for you. Ask for forgiveness today. And then... Go and sin no more. Let that be your prayer. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Make a covenant. Make some declaration within yourself and the Lord. Say, enough is enough. If, Lord, you help me, I will walk with you. Determine today. Denounce every sin. Denounce whatever it is. Denounce it in Jesus' name. There is healing, there is forgiveness, there is cleansing in this house. And to everyone else who is reasoning to me today, for God wants to do a new thing. And he cannot do it with vessels that are not clean. Turn to Jesus. Let God heal you. And as he heals you, God is healing marriages relationship are being healed today in the name of Jesus your life will be healed that curse that has been placed on you by the devil because you have associated with him is being lifted today in Jesus name you will get married your marriage is getting healed today let the lord do it for us Jesus we humbly come before you. We are a church that you have chosen, you have anointed, we desire to do your will, we desire to be use of you, we desire to be vessels of honor, we desire to be instrument that you will use to speak to the nations, oh God. And Lord, we ask you, purify us, cleanse us, Lord. Do not judge us, but Father, acquit us through your mercy, as we ask for forgiveness. There's no defense. We cannot defend ourselves. We've been accused. We are charged. We are guilty. Lord, have mercy. Set free, Lord, our people. Set free, young people. Set free, Lord, men and women that are involved in this. Set free the house of God. Set free pastors and bishops, O God, that have been accused of this. Let there be cleansing and purification of the body of Christ in this country and in the world, O God. Father, restore righteousness. Restore purity. Restore, O God, holiness in our colleges, in our schools, in our homes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.